Welcome to the Learn, Practice, Perform podcast, a skills development show produced by TSW Training and presented by myself, Matt Channel. Today we're going to learn about Belwin's team roles. In his 1981 book, Management Teams, researcher and consultant Meredith Belbin outlines a number of common roles that can be observed in teams at work. By taking into account each of these roles and how they interact with one another, leaders and managers can use Belbin's model to build a more resilient and successful team. Belbin's nine team roles explained. Belbin defines nine team roles that individuals may perform when working together. These roles can be categorized into three groups action-oriented roles, people-oriented roles, and thought-oriented roles. Here's a brief description of each team role from Belbin's model, including the strengths and weaknesses commonly associated with each role. Action-oriented roles. Shaper. This role is usually fulfilled by extroverts who are confident in challenging other members of the team to improve. Shapers don't mind questioning the status quo to find the best solutions to problems, and embrace the chance to shake things up. Their strengths are commonly problem solving and ambition. Their weaknesses are potential to cause friction. Then there's implementers. The implementer is a doer, someone who doesn't mind getting their head down and working hard to complete the task that's been set for them. They thrive when turning plans into action, using methodical systems to get the job done efficiently. Their strengths tend to be task completion and dedication. Their weaknesses, resistance to change. Then there's completer finishers. Perfectionists by nature. Completer finishers are the gatekeepers of quality within a team, ensuring that each job is completed in a timely and professional manner. They're meticulous about avoiding error and sticklers for meeting deadlines. Their strengths are meeting deadlines and quality assurance. Weaknesses, over-worrying, reluctance to delegate. Then there are people-oriented roles. The first of those is the coordinator. The role of coordinator is similar to that of a traditional leader. With a strong grasp of the team's overall goals and a talent for delegating tasks to the right people, coordinators guide their team toward the objective in a controlled and proficient way. Their strengths are project management and effective delegation. Their weaknesses are avoiding responsibility. Then there's the team worker, a catalyst for collaboration and unity within groups. The team worker excels in helping colleagues to overcome differences and avoid conflict while striving towards a common goal. Their mission to create a supportive work environment means team workers are often popular figures. Their strengths tend to be perceptiveness and mediation. Their weaknesses, indecisiveness. Then there's the resource investigator. This role is associated with people who find it easy to build contacts and get what they need from others. Resource investigators are often extroverts and adept negotiators who work with external suppliers to achieve great results for their team. Their strengths include having a wealth of contacts and negotiation. Weaknesses, they're overly optimistic. Then there's the thought-oriented roles. The first of those being the plant. Plants produce interesting and original ideas for the benefit of the team. They're typically introverted, preferring to work alone when developing new ideas and coming up with solutions to problems. Their strengths tend to be creativity and innovation. Their weaknesses are sensitive to criticism and they may ignore constraints. The monitor evaluator. 
Thoroughly analyzing and strategically evaluating ideas is the monitor evaluator's calling. They enjoy gathering data and evidence to consider the advantages and disadvantages of every option. Their strengths lie in analysis and strategy, but their weaknesses are in poor leadership. The specialist. This is a master in their chosen field. The specialist prides themselves on their knowledge and expertise in a given subject area. They use their specialism to aid the team, acting as the authority on all technical and practical considerations relating to their topic. Strengths are their subject-specific expertise, of course, and weaknesses, well, they can certainly be too focused on technicalities. How can leaders and managers use Belbin's team roles to improve performance? Leaders and managers can use Belbin's model to create balanced teams with a complementary mix of personalities and skills to fulfill all of the roles that we've discussed already. In smaller teams, each individual may need to adopt several roles for the team to achieve optimal results. Take stock of the people within your team, their personalities and their skills. What can each team member bring to the table and which roles might suit them best? For example, let's say your team includes Alex, a detail-obsessed extrovert who's good at thinking outside the box, Jeanette, an organized leader who gets along with everyone, Hussein, an IT expert with an analytical mind, Dee, a quiet creative whose ideas have previously won major contracts, Redmond, a well-connected and diligent worker. Between them, these five personalities can potentially cover all nine of Belbin's team roles. You've got Alex, who's potentially a shaper and completed finisher, Jeanette, a coordinator and team worker, Hussein, a monitor evaluator and specialist, Dee, a plant, Edmund, an implementer and resource investigator. A team like this has all the skills and assets required to be successful but will still need to be managed effectively in order to achieve great results. For example, a good manager might choose to give an introverted plant like Dee space to shape her ideas away from the group, rather than subjecting her to critical thinkers like Shaper, Alex, and monitor evaluator Hussein before her creative concepts are fully realized. A resource investigator and implementer like Edmund might require a flexible schedule, giving him time in and out of the office to balance external connections with project work. Meanwhile, coordinator and team worker Jeanette will need regular contact with all of her colleagues to oversee the project and ensure that everyone is working towards the same goal. In a smaller team where not all of Belbin's team roles can be fulfilled, think carefully about which roles should be prioritised over others. If a task follows logical systems with no need for creative input, a plant and shaper may not be required might instead place emphasis on practical roles like specialist, implementer and coordinator. Advantages and disadvantages of Belbin's team roles. Belbin's team roles provide a useful model for maximizing the performance of teams. By considering the strengths and weaknesses of each individual, leaders can organize their teams in a way that utilizes everyone's talents and fosters productive, creative collaboration. There are, however, some limitations to this model. The roles outlined by Belbin are primarily concerned with collaborative work and don't necessarily describe how individuals perform on independent projects, nor do team roles necessarily reflect an individual's personality outside the context of a team. That was Belbin's team roles as told by Matt Channel. If you would like to know more about Belbin 
or any other theories such as Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, Eisenhower's Matrix or Six Thinking Hats, contact us about leadership and management skills development training. Here are just some of the courses that we offer at TSW Training. ILM Level 2 in Leadership and Team Skills, ILM Level 3 in Leadership and Management, ILM Level 5 in Leadership and Management, Core Skills for Management, Core Skills for Team Leaders and lots of other management and leadership courses. 